Okay. Go. Zen, Zen Parenting Radio number 154. Here we go. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. This is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back. Zen Parenting Radio, episode number 154, as our daughter's friends just said on the intro of the show. That's the Mary and the Ann. Thank you, Mary and Ann. And, yes. um, you know, I don't know who we're going to get for next week because we've done all three of our kids and now we're on to our kids' friends. Yeah, we'll get we'll get more kids. Let's just walk around the neighborhood. That's right. Um, so Zen Parenting Radio is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and practical dad. We have three daughters, ages 6, 9, and 10, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. And uh, my mantra is the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. It's all about you. It is all about me. That's right. Not it's Christmas. Just you. Spirit of the holidays. It's all about whoever you are. If whoever you are is how, what your parent... That's awful. Let me start over. Whoever you are is what your children see, and it's what they think life to be. You know How's I, that for a sentence? Well, I was going to say wherever you go. There you are. There you are. That's also a good one. That's a I think John mine Kabat-Zinn. was better than yours. I know. I couldn't get mine out because I didn't have it fully thought through. We have a very special guest on the end of the show. We sure do. It's one of the most specialist specialists. We do. Um, and it's a guy that I like to call Santa Claus. Or Chris Kringle. Or Chris Kringle. Or St. Nick. Um, he has a lot of aliases. So we actually pre-recorded it because Santa's a busy guy. Um, so it was actually like, wasn't it kind of in the middle of the night a few days ago? Uh, it was pretty late. It was pretty late. I didn't look at the clock because we just said, Hey, he's here. Let's take the opportunity. So, um, it went well. Um, (laughs) Santa was in a very contemplative mood, uh, talked a lot about his food choices, about what he likes. So we're not going to ruin it. But it's no, we don't a need to ruin very it. interesting interview. Yes, you you might get some new information about the the big man. So I think we'll just um, I think the way we're going to do this show is we'll close out the way we usually do, and then at the end we'll well I don't we'll know. just put it we'll just we'll, splice it in. Okay, we'll yeah. just splice it in with the wonders of um, production. That's right. Um, so okay, um, we are talk. Uh, first, I want to talk about my first partner, uh, Helping Hands Maid Services. Yes, they um, clean our house. So if you've got some holiday parties this weekend and you need someone to come clean the house, I would call them ASAP. What is their number? Their number is six three zero five three zero one three two four. That's six three zero five three zero one three two four. And you know what's funny? You know what I would do rather than call them before the party? Mm-hmm. I would call them after the party because it's going to get messed up. Exactly. Sometimes when I clean up a lot when people are coming over and I spend like hours. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know. I know you always say, what are you doing? But you got to clean the bathrooms and stuff. Clean the bathrooms and that's it. And But you got to sweep the floor. No, you don't. You don't want to have food on the floor and stuff. No, you don't need to do that. you want the counter clean. Don't need to do that. Yeah. So anyway. Call them after. Call them after. Be smart. Yeah. Um, So... We're talking about TV shows. We Yeah, there was an article that, um, let's see, it was posted actually, um, or it was uh, put on the internet in June of 2013, but it kind of uh, came back around, made a resurgence um, because it was posted on a Facebook page called A Mighty Girl, which I really love. They've posted a few of my things on A Mighty Girl, Thank which you. I really appreciate it. I wish there was a mighty boy. 
I know. We but and I'm sure there's one out there. I just haven't found it yet. You know what? And they need a different word than a mighty boy because boys are are well, already I mean. considered mighty. Like the reason we say a mighty girl is because it gives you a new perspective on girls. For boys, we need to say like a a tender-hearted boy or a kind boy or you know the the language that we often don't put with boys. Everything's about being mighty. Do you want to who else? You want to know who else is pretty mighty? Who? Mouse. Mighty Mouse. He's mighty. God, that cartoon sucked. Yeah, it did. All he did was sing. He was like an opera singer. He, well, it didn't suck. Oh, it sucked. What went with Mighty Mouse? Was that Underdog? What were the other no, ones? No, Mighty Mouse was like from, it was before cartoons were good. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mighty Mouse, if anybody liked Mighty Mouse, shoot me an email and help me understand why. Because you want like a fun cartoon and it's this guy flying but around. the thing is if that's all they had, then you can't say, well, I want, you know, Bugs Bunny, because Bugs was Bunny wasn't around There was good cartoons back then. I just it don't was? know what they were. Okay. Like Betty Boop. <laughs> no, I'll bet you Popeye and Mighty Mouse were at about the same time as Do you think? I liked. I, lo- I watched a lot of Popeye. Popeye was the best. He ate his spinach. But Mighty Mouse, no good. Okay. So this blog that came out in June that made a resurgence on a Mighty Girl, because it started going somewhat viral again, it was called Disney TV is Poisoning Your Daughters. So they're talking about the Disney Channel and these like Disney shows that are um, targeted at preteens and teenagers. But we all know that when something is targeted at a certain group, usually the people who are into watching it are much younger. For example, Seventeen magazine. It's called Seventeen. Nobody who is seventeen reads that magazine. The people who read that magazine are twelve and mm. eleven and ten and younger because they want to look like someone who's seventeen. Why don't? 12-year-olds just want to look like 12-year-olds. Because doesn't everyone want to, like, shoot for the next thing? You know, no, girl- some people want to shoot the other way. Well, you do, and maybe there, maybe there is a, a, a population of people. I was 22, and I wished I was 12. Right, and, and I think we're all kind of doing that now. We're like, ooh, you know, that was fun. I think the last line in the movie Stand By Me said something like, um, I never had friends like the ones that I did when I was 12, period, who does anyways? Who the hell does anyways? And yeah. it's basically, uh, I love that movie and we could talk about it for a long time, so I'm not going to do it, but there's something sacred about being young. Why don't these kids want to stay young? I love it. Because the thing is, is they don't know, Todd. It's kind of like with Mighty Mouse. If you don't know, you don't, if that's what you have, it's hard to say, oh, I'm going to hold on to this because you're always, our nature is to like go to the next thing. What's the next thing? And it's only in hindsight that we recognize how amazing something is. Now, what you and I talk about on this show is mindfulness and the importance of mindfulness in our everyday lives because the whole gist of mindfulness is understanding how amazing the present moment is and how, as Eckhart Tolle would say, how powerful the present moment is, is that we don't have to reach outside of ourselves for the future and we don't have to reach back to the past, that the present, because it's just like, you know, uh, we talked about what's his name on The Office when he said, you know, I wish I would have known it was the good old days. Yeah, Andy Mar- Andy Bernard. What did he say? Oh, I have it on my vision board. I don't know. He says something like, I wish somebody would tell me that I'm in the good old days. When I'm in the good old when days. When I'm in the good old days. Because everything we reflect on, you know, I can't even look at last year's Christmas and be like, oh, that was so great then. And I'm missing this year's Christmas as I look back at my childhood or last year. We miss things. We romanticize what... It- what is going to come. 
and what is in the past. Well, I think I was about to trip up my words because as I say, we romanticize how good things used to be, but actually they were that good. We're just not aware of them when they are that good. We romanticize it and we pretend that everything was easy then, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. We were still struggling with things if it just be mind things mm-hmm. like worry and anxiety that aren't like tangible things or if it was issues we can't even recall. I'll give you two good examples. Okay. College years. I love thinking about my college years. Uh-huh. It was hard. It was really hard. Really hard and um, you're as busy as as busy then as I've ever been, and it's just quite crazy. Now, fast forward to when my daughters were like six months old. That was impossible. Right. But yet I don't think about the impossible part of you it. You think about you want to smell a baby's head. Yeah. I think about holding them while they're falling asleep. I was actually at a restaurant on Sunday morning. I had brunch with my girlfriends, and there were a lot of people with their babies. We were in Chicago. And I was looking around the... Um, the room at all these women and men holding their babies. And I was like, gosh, I used to do that in restaurants all the time. I was always holding a baby and I couldn't even remember it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even like remember what that felt like. And then, you know, a little bit came back to me, the fact that I always ate last. Right. The fact that... Because I had to eat. You had to eat first. I like like when my food is hot. Oh, but I don't. We should remember, uh, because we talked about that in an early podcast. Yeah. About how I would eat my food because I said, (laughs) because I like, my food hot. And you said, you know what, Todd? So do I. So do I. But if someone's got a sacrifice there and there's not an awareness, that's kind of like what we were talking about on the, we're doing this, uh, you know, eight days of holiday calm retreat. We only have two more days to go with our crew. Great group, by the way. Oh, thank so you for joining us. So if you have been us. in this holiday retreat with us, thank you so much. It's been so great. But we were talking about the fact that you men oftentimes can be a lot more direct about their needs. Mm-hmm. And I was using the very small example as Todd went to the grocery store. He came home, and I was very grateful that he went to the grocery store. But then he's like, okay. And he didn't mean it in a, you know. I wanted to do other things. He wanted to do other things. And, things, I and he you said, to put the he goes, away. you put the groceries away. You do this. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like, I would never think to come home from the grocery store, set them down, and say, Todd, you put them away. And, but to. To defend myself. Right. It was so you know what I got, so you don't right. go buy it at Jewel today. And, and I was going to be making lunches while you were putting that away. And while I totally understand right. that, I could have been finishing what I was doing before you asked me. I could have been making a smoothie. Right. So there's a lot of, here's what I need, go for it. Right. And, and typically, generally speaking, do women don't do that. Right. We it. do what we set out to do and finish it. And Or if we ask, we're very like... Will you do this? Right. Will you help me? Maybe in a little bit. You know, we're very where men are tend to be a little more direct, and that came up um, in our retreat. But anyway, um, I don't know where where we're we were. We're supposed to be talking about TV, but first, before we do that, okay, a few things. I've always promised our listeners that if they write a review, that we're going to at least read their code name on it. Okay, um, there's not much of a code name. Her name is Brenda. Hi, Brenna. And we she, know Brenna. I know we do. She's on her Facebook. Yeah, lot, we've become virtual friends. She says ZPR is the best parenting podcast out there. Wow, oh, I can't, I cannot agree with her more. By the way, <laughs> she gave us five stars. So thank you, Brenna. So if you want to hear your name read on this podcast, uh, give us a review, even if it's a bad review. And speaking of you guys, um, Todd doesn't—he's not as into this—but the Stitcher Awards are happening again. And the Stitcher Awards—it's a application for podcasts. That's what Stitcher is. And um, an app for your phone, and they do awards every year. And last year, we were a finalist. Um, we were beaten by Dan Savage, not shockingly, mm-hmm. considering he has a, a very large audience. Yeah. Um, but we were a finalist. We were uh, one of four mm-hmm. um, podcasts for you know for best 
health and lifestyle podcast of the year. So it's time for nominations again. We'd love to get in that realm again. Just go to our Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page and click on it and nominate us. So the other thing is uh, promotionally is we have a new website, Mm -hmm. a new and improved website. Uh, it's the same exact place. We just made it look nicer, more functional, everything Well, we else. didn't do anything. Synergy Creative did it. Thank you, Synergy, Synergy Creative. Synergy Creative, and that would be Jessica and Jay and Gino, mm-hmm. and we really appreciate their help. So thank you for your help, but for you listeners, check it out because we're very proud of it. Yeah. We're very excited about well, it. Well, it feels more like us. Yes. The colors and the, the vibe, and we really put, when we talked to these guys about what we wanted to do, and there was a lot of back and forth, we were like, we want it to feel like us. So let us know if you think that it feels like us or not but the two things as far as calls to action on the right hand side of the home page uh, you can sign up uh, for our podcast. It'll come right to your inbox and your email. So if you're tired of looking for it or searching for it, just you just sign up and it'll come right to so you. So whenever we post a new show um, every Tuesday or every other Friday, it'll come right to your inbox. And then you could su- subscribe to our newsletter and it won't duplicate it. So if you've already signed up for it, it'll take it out before you get a second one. So yeah. go ahead and sign up. So for if you're not sure if you get our newsletter, sign up anyway, and you won't get two. So, um, and then last but not least is our second partner, uh, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Uh, she does, oh, you went to? I um, went, so on Saturday, uh, last weekend, um, Dr. Kelly had an EFT workshop at her um, office, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And it was awesome. And I've been wanting to, I've been reading books about it and I've been taking in information about EFT for a long time, but I really wanted to have someone hands-on show me, teach me. And um, this woman who was there, she was an EFT practitioner and she helped. And basically it's just a um, a way to, as I've said before, it's it's similar to acupuncture. It's, it's energy psychology. It's a way to release um, that, flight or, that fight or flight kind of sensation that we get when we think about something right. is that we have trained our brains to go into that stressful mode. Right. And what EFT, which is also can be called tapping, does is it takes us down a notch where we start to disconnect whatever that thought we had with fight or flight. And so our whole body relaxes where eventually we start to disconnect we don't go fight or flight anymore. We can actually think about an event and not have that feeling anymore. Mm. It's really amazing. I've been using it all weekend. Is it and, working? Oh, yeah. And it doesn't work like – here's the thing. It's not one of those things where I go, oh, done. I'm finished with it. It's in that moment when I tap, it takes me down. And if you – it takes me down from like maybe if you know if I was on a scale of 0 to 10, I'm at like a 6 or 7 and I'm right. like, oh, I'm very stressed about this. I tap. And then I'm down to like a two or three where I can't say that it's all gone, but I can say like, okay, I'm not really in that place. And the more you do it, the more you train your brain to relax. Because the thing is, people, we all walk around still kind of like cavemen did where they had to run away from woolly mammoths. So they had to have that flight, you know, that fight or flight instinct where we still carry that fight or flight, but there's no woolly mammoths around. So we will go fight or flight about being late for a party and we'll freak out about it. And we'll take our, you know, our amygdala will go crazy in our brain and we'll get to this, all this cortisol is, you know, released in our body and these stress hormones, but it's not that big of a deal. So we have to learn how to bring ourselves back. You just centered. used a lot of big words. Yeah. And I stopped listening after you said Captain Caveman. Or actually you said caveman. <laughs> 
but then I started thinking about I Captain. Didn't say Captain. You say you say caveman, and then I started thinking about Captain Caveman. Okay, you weren't listening to me. Do you remember Captain Caveman? I kind of do. He had a big bat. Yeah, he had like a big stick. He had. It was like a. It looked like a turkey stick. <laughs> it did. Yeah. And he'd say, Captain Caveman. Yeah, I remember him. I'm gonna find that on YouTube, and I'm gonna post it on the show. I don't think notes. I liked it. I think I watched a lot of things I didn't like because we didn't have a lot of choices. I would love to see an episode of Captain Caveman to see if it was any good at all because. I used was. to watch it all the time. I I'm, know. Oh, God. Captain so can we talk about this article? Because um, Actually, one more thing before you do that, because it's Christmas time. Okay. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And then this one. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, stink, stank, stunk. So that's in celebration of Christmas time. I know. I found uh, The Grinch on, uh, like it was on Stitcher. No, it wasn't on Stitcher. What was it on? Oh, it was on um, Pandora Radio. Or not Pandora. What do I listen to now? Why don't now? you um, think of another one that it's Spotify. on? Spotify. <laughs> it's on Spotify How's Radio. How's that mom brain doing? I know. It's, so, it's a little mushy. Spotify Radio. I found The Grinch like the whole 30-minute show. Mm-hmm. I could just listen to it. So I saved it, and now I listen to it when I want. So this article, sorry, <laughs> for people who have never listened to our podcast before, because we've gotten a few reviews where people have said, I'm listening, and you're not giving me any tips. This is kind of what we do. And if it's not right for you, I totally understand. But we eventually get to the core of what we're talking Sometimes about. Sometimes it takes us a while. It takes us a while. But here we go. Disney's uh, TV is poisoning your daughters. These television shows, for example, like Jesse because that's the one that's highlighted. Or um, what are some of the other shows? Um, Allie, Austin and Allie and um, Wizards of Waverly Place, which is old. Um, Shake It Up, uh, Victorious, and Good Luck Charlie. Um, Some of these shows, what they're saying is that the images that are being portrayed of girls – is giving our girls a false sense of what they should be. Right. That the boys who are portrayed on these shows can be quirky and silly and maybe not look traditional, meaning they're maybe unconventional. You know, they may be real short or real tall or, you know, they, they're not your – there's there's diversity. Let right. me just say that. And the girls tend to all look the same right. in some capacity. Long, straightened hair, um, absolutely beautiful, very thin, wearing the most trendy clothes. And again, I know this is TV, everybody. Like people say, well, that's just TV. But not for the boys, to But your not point. for the boys. Now, a lot of the boys are empirically attractive, but – a lot of them aren't. Right. Or, the, yeah, like if we saw them in person, they might be. But on television, they're not the the Hollywood-looking type. Right. Where boys are given a lot of different images of what they can be. because Like the, you said, Modern Family. We are talking last night. Yeah. The two little girls are gorgeous. Right. With all due respect to Manny and the Luke. other. Luke. Right. Normal-looking dudes. They're attractive. It's not like they're ugly. It's just they're – it's not – And they're different. They're different-looking. You know? They're not like Hollywood yeah. – they're not Brad Pitt's, right. you know, where the girls have to be so – and and they talk about the clothes that the girls wear on the Disney shows. I thought this was very interesting in the article about how maybe there's no sexuality discussed or maybe there'll be something about a first kiss or a crush. But the way the girls are dressed mm-hmm. speaks a very different message. You know, low-cut shirts, high-cut skirts. So maybe we're not talking about sexuality, but sexuality is it's in there, breathed into the show. Yeah. So I think the thing that's difficult about this article, the Disney TV is poisoning your daughters, is I think oftentimes writers to get people to go to their blogs or articles use really divisive language 
where you're either on one side or the other and you're pissed off about this or you're pissed off about that and it divides us. And I don't think, I mean, my girls watch Good Luck Charlie. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have such an issue with that show, even though we definitely have some boundaries around it. Um, Mostly because the parents in Good Luck Charlie, even though they can be kind of silly and buffoonish, for the most part, they are right there. Mm -hmm. They are with the kids all the time. They are ever present. And the kids like their parents. They spend time with them. So, and the kids are- The messages are are decent. The messages are decent. It's not perfect, but it's decent. Whereas Jesse- the whole thing, I've never liked Jesse. And that and there's personal reasons for I, I've just the show just gives me the heat. Who do you like better, Jesse or Caillou, sweetie? You know, I <laughs> <laughs> Caillou was hard. But at least it was sweet. Something wrong with that kid. Well, you know, people have discussed. Um, Caillou was tough because he was very whiny. That was a different stage. Um, you know who I like? Who? Murray from Sesame Street. Murray. He's the best. He's the best. Sesame Street, come on. I know. I love everybody on Sesame Street. I, I still even love Elmo. People may not love him, but um, his his creators had some struggles. Right. Um, but whoever's doing... So I distracted you. you well, anyway, going back to the divisive languages, isn't, instead of saying, yes, all the Disney shows are bad or my kids can't ever see them or no, I love them all. You guys don't understand how great they are. Can we meet someplace in the middle and just notice? The whole point of us having this discussion is bring awareness to what our daughters are seeing. Mm-hmm. The um, In our show about uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the documentary Misrepresentation. The show was called Four Documentaries That'll Change Your Life. And the reason I love Misrepresentation is it talks about how girls are viewed in the media and how the media creates a visual for what girls are supposed to be in this society. And, and the reason that is is because men are the ones who direct, produce, write, and do everything right. in um, you know in Hollywood. And so it's a male projected image. Right. There are some women coming up, so it's not completely that way, um, but it's not enough women. Mm. So what is projected on screen for little girls is you have to be sexual and you have to be hot and you have to be sassy and you have to have cat fights and you have to be disrespectful. And it's a very... It's not truthful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have three daughters and you know all their friends. Are all girls like that? No. It's... Of course not. Yeah. And think about me or my girlfriends. Or We're not like that. I'm not saying we don't have moments. So do men. But it's the images that we are subjecting our girls to over and over and over again that's confusing. Do you want to know a show that um, had different types of girls on it and mm. it was pretty realistic? Let me hear it. There's a time you gotta show you go growing now you know about Is that too much? No, that's great. Okay, we're gonna put it on the background. So here's the deal with We facts had Tootie. Tootie. We had Natalie. Natalie. God bless that. We had Joe. Joe. And then Blair was the stereotypical, you know, she was a wealthy girl, cared about her appearance. But even Blair had a huge heart mm. when it came down to it. Remember, she and Joe became best friends. And actually, I just watched, uh, I'm such a sucker for YouTube. They had this reunion thing that Good Morning America did from three years ago. And Joe and Blair lived, the actresses lived together afterwards. And totally. The, and the lady's like, how did that happen? She's like, well, we were acting and we're actually really good friends. Like, yeah. It's so funny. But, you know... Four very different girls. Very Blair, different looking. Yeah. Very different. Um, they had different outlooks on life, and they were all good friends. And they had issues, which all girls do, but they... Trivia question. Yeah. 
one of them lost their virginity on the show. Natalie. Natalie, good job. Thank and you. I just learned this from YouTube. They wanted it to be Blair, and Blair wasn't the actress didn't want to do it. Well, Blair, her, I don't know if you know about Lisa Welchel, but she's a, she's Christian ah. and she writes about Christian values and she actually has a book. How about you pulling out the Blair real life lady storyline? <laughs> well, you know, I have a lot of useless information in my head. That wasn't useless. But it's useless. actually helping for the show. But let me throw out another one. Right. Um, we used to love growing pains, right? Obviously, there were more boys in that family than girls. But the girl in that family who was played by Gold, uh, Tracy Gold, mm-hmm. her character was very bright. She was kind of a bookworm, um, still beautiful, but in, in her own way. Mm-hmm. And she made being smart cool. You know what I mean? At least to me yeah. as a girl. I don't know how everybody else felt about her. but So that's a very different kind of girl. What are some other shows that we used to watch? Um, now, Family Ties, Mallory. If you're going to sing over, you have to know the words. Sorry about that. So that's Growing Pains. Speaking of Christian... Uh, Kirk, Kirk Cameron. Clerk and Blair should have gotten together. Did you just call him Clerk? Clerk. Clerk and Blair. <laughs> yeah, Kirk. Yeah, Kirk. Um, Kirk went a little far where he started to criticize a lot of other oh, people. Oh, he's been under criticism. Yeah. I'm not going to criticize him just because I don't know, but yeah, he's been right. under fire. Well, and that's the thing is I don't want to do that either to criticize him, but he was going to an extreme where he was putting down others. I want to pull it back to the show. So Why would you want to do that? Not, not about girls. <laughs> But the show itself, I have never watched any of the Jesse or the oh um, to the Disney Good shows? Luck Charlie. Mm-hmm. You've um, never watched Good Luck Charlie. I've seen parts, okay. but I always walk past because okay. I find them boring. Right, but and you I, tell them I, that, I that they're watching junk, garbage. <laughs> but first of all, the colors of the show itself—it's like eye candy. Oh, it's yeah. like a cereal box. It's like bright, bright colors, and you know, like there's some marketing brain specialist. Oh, for sure. That says this is what and the the length of time per segment is tiny. It's like like there's some segments that are like 14 seconds, and that and that and is and they got the music in between segments, so it's like they just play this this transitional music the entire time. Not just music, but loud, like na 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 yeah. like fast paced loud music. And what you just said is exactly true. They actually have. Um, would it be neuroscientists yeah. um, who are on the staff in these places, um, these you know stations? This is what you need. This is what you need to do to keep kids invested. And they work. That you need to use bright colors. You need to use fast-paced cameras. You need to use music. You need to use you know these kind of transitions. You need to have stuff at the bottom of the screen. I mean, our kids are being inundated with yeah. these messages, and it's working. Yeah. And but we have to. Here's the thing about divisive language. Instead of saying, okay, I'm going to never let my kids watch that again, start to notice, start to see it, start to talk to your kids about it, start to recognize it, maybe put some boundaries around it. Maybe there's some other things your kids can be watching that can actually lengthen their ability to attend, like Todd. So, you know, like I said, good luck, Charlie, happens in our house. The other shows don't. I don't even know any of them except... Jesse, because the girls talk about it. Hey, but, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't dig it. But um, the 
But like Todd will turn on a lot of National Geographic shows with the girls, like about trekking through Alaska or documentaries or, and again, sometimes the girls are interested, sometimes they're not. I'm not saying my girls are like, oh, hey, great. But most of the time Mm -hmm. they get pretty invested. Um, And so it's just adding to the repertoire rather than saying, this is Disney, therefore it must be good for them, therefore you can watch it all day. We have to be more aware than that. Disney is a business and I'm not against Disney. We go to Disney World. We have some Disney things. It's about noticing what it is rather than just putting our head in the sand and saying that it's all good for their brains. Yeah, well, I get stuck in between fighting, you know, like making a stance, drawing a line in the sand, saying, why does Disney do this? This isn't good for our kids. Sometimes I just feel like the best thing you can do is, you know. Not participate. Not participate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Good Luck Charlie, I think, is the best one of the bunch. At least mm-hmm. that's what people tell well, me. Well, that's what I've been – when you're looking at all of them, that's the one that I have not felt a pit in my stomach about. The rest of them, I get that yucky feeling. So, yeah, I get stuck on between just not participating because, you know, sometimes people just look for reasons to be offended. Yeah. But if everybody just – well, I guess if nobody participated, then that would – um, well, in some people's personality types, because of who they are, they really want to be vocal about yeah. it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Meaning if that's what you want to do, then go for it and, and bring awareness that way. But I think when we start to say, if you let your kids watch this, you're bad. Or if you don't, then you're good. Or we start to like point those fingers at people, we lose people. Well, and, and uh, you know, calling myself out a little bit, these girls have been watching the show for a year or whatever. I've never sat down once to watch it with them and because it's hard for me to have a conversation with them about it because I think that would be a good thing. I watch it with them. I know you do. Yeah. But I'm calling myself out saying because yeah. one thing you can do, even if somebody, if your kid watches something, like I remember when Justin Timberlake did the Janet Jackson thing at the Super Bowl yeah. and our niece was watching and she was like eight at the time or yeah. whatever and I kind of didn't know how to react so we pretended it didn't happen. Mm. And that would have been a good opportunity saying – wow, I am not real happy with the image that I just saw on the halftime show. So I say, I think I'm kind of beating around the bush. Have a discussion with your kids. Mm -hmm. Don't shun them from seeing anything that's bad. If and when they see something that you wouldn't subscribe to, talk about it. Well, and that's the thing is the way that our children are being raised now in this world, this media, you know, world. Um, they're seeing it. Mm -hmm. They may not be seeing the whole thing. They may not be seeing it in your home, but they're seeing it. And I'm not saying that we then say, okay, throw up our hands. But if we talk about it, if we make it not such a difficult thing to discuss, if we don't put all this negativity around it, if we keep it open, then our kids don't want, they don't need to rebel against it or rebel against us because they can actually say, well, I saw this or I experienced this. Well, talk to me about it. And then it doesn't become like something they need to have. Like, you know, that's basically what rebellion is at certain ages is when we put our foot down and we say, you absolutely can't do this. Never, ever, 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 never ask me. Our kids are going to be like, well, Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out a way to do this right. because – and I'm not going to talk to my parents about it because I'll get in trouble and instead have an open conversation. There may be consequences for certain choices. Maybe they took the iPad one night and watched something and they shouldn't have. Well, maybe then the iPad isn't as easily access- accessible anymore. Right. I'm not saying you don't have boundaries. I'm saying that you keep the communication open. Find that middle ground. Find that middle ground. Because the, common sense. the two extremes of parenting is the, the helicopter parent that sits over – hovering over every little thing they do, that's not good. And then you have the other side where you have a friend of mine who let their nine-year-old watch The Exorcist. Oof. 
Can't do that either, man. Or if you do that, or the people who throw up their heads say they're going to see it anyway, so screw it. Right. Well, that's not good either. Right. You want to have that play. It, you know, the language that Todd and I always use is common sense. Like, let's really focus on right now. The problem is our version of common sense is different than the next person's version of common sense. I know. So hopefully, if they're listening to this podcast, they are closer, more closely aligned to what we well, think. Well, and common, common sense. sense isn't always knowledge based; it's heart based. What's good in this moment? Is it really a good? If you just base everything on, well, they're going to see it anyway, then you don't care. If you say, "Is it really in the best interest of my child to watch The Exorcist right now?" I don't think your heart would be like, "Yes." Right. You know, there's a there is a sense of you've got to find that place. Whereas when my girls are like, "Can we watch one Good Luck Charlie?" you know, sit down and watch with us, I don't think that's going to harm them for life. Right. If I say, well, they're going to watch it anyway, I'm going to let them watch a marathon all day of mm-hmm. show. That's a different experience, you know? I do. Um, so anyway, if you want to see this article... We'll put it in the show get notes. Your own, we'll put it in the show notes. It'll be on the Facebook What's page. What's the name of the article? Um, Disney TV is Poisoning Your Daughters. It was written by a man named Nick uh, Shager, I think. And another point he makes in it that I want to say is just how, um, you know... Our society or these TV shows or these production companies need to beautify every girl and make her so attractive. And one of the examples they have is Merida from Brave, how Merida in the movie is absolutely gorgeous and is different and that she's got long red curly hair and she's interested in different things. And then when they decided to make her a quote unquote princess, they changed the way she looked. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden she became much thinner. Her face changed. She wasn't as, she wasn't Merida anymore. And you can see pictures of that on. Online, you and then they reverted it. back. Did they revert yeah, back? Good. I just read in there they uh, there's a big campaign, and I think I'm pretty sure that they reverted back to the old one. Good, yeah. because all of a sudden everybody starts. That's the thing about everyone needs to look the same, right. and then we carry that into adulthood. Right. You know, we carry well. What's everybody else wearing? I need to wear that, and we got to have some room for you know what feels good to you. I must stop Christmas from coming. Don't do it, Grinch. Is that the Grinch? That's Grinch. You know, Tomorrow is Christmas. It's practically here. It's he's, coming. He's in a bad mood. He, his heart is small, honey. Oh. His heart hasn't grown, but you know what happens when he realizes that Christmas isn't about the gifts or the roast beast? Mm. His heart grows because he realizes that he can't stop Christmas. Christmas is a heart-based experience, and it's when everybody comes together and recognizes oneness. And sings that song. Yahoo, dore. Do you have that? Um, I have this. The true meaning of Christmas came through, and the Grinch found the strength of ten Grinches, plus two. How about yeah, that? He did. His heart grew so big, he even cut the roast beast. Did you ever play that game, uh, drinking game, where every time they say the word who, you have to take a sip of beer? No. I did in college. I bet that worked out well. Freshman year in my dorm room. We weren't supposed to have beer in the dorm yeah, room. Yeah, way to break rules. Somehow we smuggled it in. I and bet it's because you watch Disney shows. It's basically an impossible game because they say who like 2,000 times. The who's down in Whoville? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't like that game. I wouldn't like it anymore. I liked it back then, though. I'm sure you did. I'm sure that's what college kids do around Christmas. Keystone Light, man. Um, so anyway, that is this. So are we going to migrate into this new interview? So, yeah, um, this is our, um, interview that we taped last week when Santa came. Mm -hmm. So I hope you enjoy it. It's a very interesting interview. (laughs) Santa was contemplative and now you want me to stop talking? Yeah. Just let them listen and come up with their own conclusions. Okay, so I hope you enjoy it and then we're going to close out the show on the other side of the interview. All right, so everybody, happy holidays. We will be here next week. 
Um, we So if you're thinking we're not going to do a show the week of Christmas, you're not correct. That's we right. will. We'll even do a show the week of New Year's. That's right. We're not going anywhere, baby. That's right. Okay, so have a great week, and here's Mr. Claus. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. I don't know the words, I don't know, no, no, I don't know the words. Do you know the words, sweetie? I do know the words. Do you really? You want to know why? Why? Tell I just, me why. I just wrote a blog about Santa, remember? No, what did it say? You talked about how I believe in him. I believe in him because he's right here. Can you believe? I cannot believe it. Our, our, there's those jingle bells. Are they called sleigh bells? They're both. Um, Santa. Welcome. Thank you, Todd. Um, can I hear you say a ho, ho, ho for all the kitties out there? Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, boys and girls. How did, how did we get Santa here? How uh, did we do this? Christmas magic. What kind of strings did you pull, Todd? Well, Zen Parenting Radio carries a lot of weight with the big guy. You know what? I heard that we're huge in uh, the North Pole. Oh, the North. I was going to say the North Pole. The North Pole. <laughs> or Belgium. The, the elves. Very well respected. <laughs> So, well so Santa, first of all, I know it's a busy time of the year for you. So thank you very much for coming. And we just wanted to um, say thank you. And we wanted to ask you a few quick questions. I'm wondering if you can um, maybe help us out a little bit with some things that have been on my mind as of late. Absolutely, Todd. Well, I am just pleased to be here. And I wouldn't have missed it for the world, even though we're very busy up in the North Pole. A lot of elves working for you? Oh, always working very diligently, yes. Awesome, yeah. awesome. And how's Rudolph doing? What's his story? Well, you know, we rely on Rudolph every year. No matter what the weather's like, he's a uh, very trusted reindeer. For Even us. if it's foggy? What if it's, uh, what if it's not foggy? Do you still need him to, to ride shotgun, you know, to lead the whole tribe there? Well, he knows the course better than anybody. That's what I figured. He's the leader, right? He's, he's the leader of the pack. Awesome. Okay. Uh, do you have a question for Santa okay. there, sweetie? Santa, pie? I have a question because a lot of my friends' kids have been asking this, and I don't know how to answer it. So what these houses, like say here where Todd and I live outside of Chicago, some houses don't have chimneys, and you know they don't have a fireplace. So how do you get in the house for these kids? Well, I would tell you that, Kathy, but see, if I told you there'd probably be some some kids hanging out at that that space, and I just have to keep it a secret so no one can see me when I'm coming in and out. That makes total sense. And how's Mrs. Claus doing these days? Is she uh, Does she help the elves, or what does she do? Mrs. Claus is just a full, supportive woman. She's the best partner a big guy like me could ever have. <laughs> Speaking of big guys, um, you could probably lose a few pounds, Santa, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> don't you think that it wouldn't hurt you to to shed a few? Well, Mrs. Claus is a, is a wonderful baker. Oh. She, she makes the best Christmas cookies. So it's her fault. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Um, you know what? And the thing is, is that he's you're not like this in the summer because you're like running and stuff in the summer, right? Oh, well, it doesn't show. Oh yeah, show, I do. I do ahead. ultra marathons in the summer. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's 50, for... 50 plus milers. Wow, that's really interesting, Santa. Um, but I have to, I have to build it up because you know there's lots of cookies. Oh, I have to... Would you tell your reindeers <laughs> to kind of quiet down, Rudolph? 
chill those guys out. <laughs> okay. They listen to you. God bless those reindeer. Um, speaking of Christmas cookies, uh, Santa. Oh, my, what, one of my favorite topics. Tom. What uh, What do you like us to leave out for you? Because uh, I've done cookies. I've done, we do milk sometimes. Like, what do you like for us to leave out on Christmas Eve for you to, to consume? Sushi. Sushi? What well, if really? I love I love the spice of the variety is a, the spice of life. Um, so, cookies or sushi? What about milk? Are you worried? Does the love, milk sometimes get warm on you? I don't mind that. Oh, it's okay. Warm milk, even if it's been out a few days. Are you okay with that? Why would it be out a few days? Um, well, let's say we get excited and we put our stuff out on the twenty second. You know. Well, you can do the sniff test. I, do, I usually. Usually sniff it first. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to use that as a drop. Might have to sniff it. I can go a lot of places with that, Santa. So it's so. Are you going to be able to keep up with the demand uh, this year? I know that the economy is doing well. It probably means that a lot of people are expecting a lot of good gifts. You think you can handle it this year, Santa, or what? Well, Todd, uh, you know it's it's interesting that you ask that because many kids are actually wanting to make their own gifts. For some other kids, some oh. of their other oh, friends. Oh, interesting, interesting. So you're saying that the kids are contributing to your ability to disperse gifts. Absolutely. And that's kind of what Christmas is all about, I would say. Wouldn't you, Santa? I would say that's a big component of, of the Christmas holiday, Get the giving spirit, yes. Um, I have one more question, and then I think we could probably sign off, unless you have I any. have one after you. Why don't you... This is such an opportunity to have Santa here. We can't just, like, I know, let him but go. he's a busy guy. Are he's... those reindeer getting anxious again? They are. I think it... Would you get those reindeer to chill they out? They have a mind of their own. Yes, they, they do. That's, I think that one... That's Blitzen doing that. Um, Donner. Was that Donner? Down, Donner. Oh, he listened to you. What do you know? Okay, so here's my question, Santa, because yeah, I know that everybody wants to know this too. What is your favorite color? Hmm. Well, that's that's a very good question. Uh, I kind of go back and forth on it. Uh, this year, uh, it's red. red. Red is probably my favorite. But you know, I, I it goes back and forth. It's, sometimes it's it's green, <laughs> red or green, Usu- huh? Usually red or green. Very yeah. interesting. If you yeah. combine red and green, <laughs> if you combine red and green, what do you get? Do you know, sweetie? Sweetie, are you still with us? Yes, I'm with you. What does red and green make? Uh, well, I don't know what it makes, but red and green is very Christmassy, so I like guess that's toenails. not a shocking. Oh. <laughs> your, your toenails are like red and green. I painted my toenails red and green in the spirit of, of the holiday. Let, let's see those toes. Okay, there. I'll show you. See? And you know what? When I got them painted, they made, they made fun of me. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, very Christmas spirit. You know, I have one more Could question. Could you do something about these reindeer, please? They're ready to go. <laughs> just a couple more weeks, Todd. All right. That, they're, just, they're just getting anxious. I understand. All right. We got I, them. Okay. I was going to ask another question, but you know what? It sounds like those, those reindeer really want to bail. I think they so do. So I think we should let them go because we're not the only interview that Santa has today. He's a busy guy. He's in demand. I know. Um, so the last question I have is uh, last year we tracked you online. Um, you know you know when they're going the to China track. and mm-hmm. all that. And I just wonder, is that going to be available this year? Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll be uh, available ver- via the World Wide Web. Talk. Oh, the www. He's, very he's good. got a GPS on that thing. Yes, I'm sure he does. Well, Rudolph alone. And, and uh, Santa, I apologize. Last year I kind of gave you a hard time in our podcast earlier in the month. 
because I, I thought, forgave you, Todd. Oh, thank you. You'll, you're still getting a gift this year. Santa is a very forgiving guy. He is. He's all about love. I love. I love Santa. So, um, what? Well, what did you make? What did you give him a hard time about? Uh, well, I thought story? that I don't know if you remember this, but how Santa really doesn't embrace Rudolph right in the beginning. Oh, and then all t- of a sudden it becomes cloudy. And then all of a sudden, he needs him, so he likes Rudolph. But that was a TV show. That was a depiction of Santa. Oh, I thought that that was the real deal. I thought that was based on a true story. Well, it was based, but was that really what happened? Did you really not embrace Rudolph? Or is that just Hollywood? Rudolph Rudolph was one of our our best reindeers. Mm -hmm. Um, He wasn't always the best flyer, though. Oh, okay. So he learned... So it was it was when we had to, you know, really count on him that he became one of the best flyers and navigators. Rudolph probably studied hard at school, which is probably a good message for, you know, any young person who's in school that might be listening. That right? if you study hard you can be anybody you want to be? Not Rudolph though, but anybody else other than Rudolph. Right. Well he's kinda be. one of a kind. He is. He's got that red nose. He does, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. All right. So this is what we're gonna do. Santa, I'm gonna let you say ho 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 one more time and then we're gonna we're going to close the show not with our regular Zen Parenting Radio music, uh, but instead with a certain song I have picked out. Okay. So um, thanks for stopping by, Santa. We love My you, Santa. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you both for what you do, and uh, have a Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, one and all. Santa!